Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I had a realization during the week, Sine. Hmm. We're getting to the point in our lives where the people who play professional sport and who are the new actors are younger than us. Do you mean like the 20-year-olds that debuted for Australia this week? Yes. <laughs> I don't think I was like, I never thought I was going to do that myself, but they're like 20. There's, you... there's a kid born in 1996 when he was born. He's not a proper 90s kid, is he? No, he's not. I hope he doesn't claim to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this annoys me. Maybe it's just the fact that I haven't done anything with my life yet. It just reflects to you that you're just, you know. <laughs> Finish what you're going to say. It reflects to you that this person is really successful and you wish that you were that successful at that age in your field. Yeah, well, where are they going to be in like 20 years, you know? Um, rich and retired as a cricketing legend probably. It's okay. You've got plenty of time. Could I still play cricket for Australia? Uh, pro- probably not, hun. Okay. Did you want to? It'd be okay, but... Okay. So no no love loss then. Okay. Thanks. It's all right. We come in peace. <laughs> my name's Lonnie. This is the podcast that I do with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. This week we've seen Arrival. It's about aliens and stuff. That's why that bit was funny at the beginning. Yeah. Great movie. I feel like if you have to explain the intro and why it's funny, maybe it's not funny. Or makes it funnier? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe, yeah, no, maybe I'm right. I probably not, actually. <laughs> Before we get to the best sci-fi movie of the last... Ever. Ever, probably. Of the last ever. <laughs> <sighs> okay. This is going to be a big one. I feel lied to. I feel distraught. I feel like everything I believed in is wrong. Yep. Halal snack packs. They were sold to me as the most amazing thing ever. Mm-hmm. There is a Halal Snack Pack Appreciation Society on Facebook. <laughs> They're talked about in the media all the time. Most famously when Sam Dastiari invited Pauline Hansen to have a halal snack pack with him in the next parliament, the new parliament. I thought they were going to be awesome. They're not. (laughs) They're awful. They're disgusting. I had one. My heart, the cholesterol around my heart (laughs) constricted it for the next week. We were walking to the movies the other night. Some context is good. Yeah, I think it's necessary. And there was one of those um, like pop-up food van sort of things that go around Brisbane. There's a few of them. There's like a burger one and a, a ribs one and a wings one. And I, I don't know. The bunmobile. Yes, that was. Doesn't the... sound as good as it. <laughs> anyway, we were just walking, minding our own merry business, and then we looked left, 
and we see halal snack packs. Like, we have wanted one of these for months and months and months. We've talked about driving, like, all around the state to find the best one. Did we talk about that? We did. We decided I'd, against it pretty no, early. We didn't do it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if it hadn't been literally down the road from us, we wouldn't have got this one. It's very true. So in a halal snack pack, for context, there are chips, a meat of your choice. Like the, the meat that you get in kebabs. Kebab meat. Uh, cheese and sauces of your choice. So we went with lamb. We thought traditional, you know, just want to try a regular one to start with. Sour cream and sweet chili. Um, it was disgusting. <laughs> See, I like chips, I like kebab meat, I like sauce, but together they combined to be really, really disgusting. It was like the fattiest, greasiest, most cholesterol-filled thing. Like we had it before the movies and all I could taste the whole movie was just this grease yeah. lining in my mouth of just like fat. And, I mean, that's the point, right? We knew these ingredients would contribute to this, right? But the way they're talked about, they're talked about as if they'd yeah. come together really you know, well. They didn't. It was, we got, a, like, a the medium-sized one. If we'd got the, the oh bigger one, we would have died. They were huge We had a heart well. attack while we ate it. It's very much like a hangover meal, like yeah. bacon and eggs or a Macca's, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. The chips were nice with the sour cream and the sweet chilli, but I didn't need that many, and I didn't need the cheese, and I didn't need your gross kebab meat, which has a taste, doesn't it? Kebab meat has a taste. It does. From most places. And it's good in kebabs. Well, no. I think I've learnt something about myself. You're I think kebab person. I don't like kebab meat. Okay. The meat that's on the little rotating things that they shave off. Yeah, yeah. It's got a taste. It does. Not for you. What is that spice that they use? I don't know. Grossness is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I guess the point of the halal snack pack is that it's this and it's disgusting, right? But the way they're talked about, they're talked about as if, as if they're really nice. Like, and they're supposed to be a treat and everything. I know you're not going to have one every night of the week, but... I'm not going to have one ever. No, I don't think so. It was disgusting. I think Sam Dastiari has bloody sold us up the river here. <laughs> you literally had chest pains throughout the movie after yeah. eating this. That is not a good sign. I had more than you because you, you noped yeah, out. Yeah, because I noped out very early. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of... Um, Back in my clubbing days. You never had clubbing days. You've been to a club once. That's Don't not, lie to the people. No, I've been to many clubs many times. Have you? But when, like, everyone turned 18, we all went to their birthdays mm, and stuff. How fun was that for you? Wonderful. Mm. <laughs> the best part of the night, usually, was when everyone got out of the clubs, because they're awful, and had chicken, cheese, and gravy chips. No, 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 wait. They're just chips, gravy, and cheese. No chicken. Where'd the chicken come from? Oh, they're from charcoal chicken. Great. Oh, I see. Yeah, great place. Is that what poutine is? I don't know. In Canada, isn't that chips and gravy and cheese? I don't know, but it sounds good. See, that sounds amazing, right? It was actually pretty bad as well. Oh, was it? <laughs> but when you're out, when out on the on the grog, it's a you know it soaks up the alcohol, so right. it's good. See, you say that they're known as this like unhealthy thing. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be a cute little, like, snack box meal with, like, a couple of chips and a little bit of chicken. Sort of like a popcorn chicken box, but, like, with some sauce and a little bit of cheese. <laughs> That's what I was 
anticipating. Not this vomit of like grease and grossness. Did you know much about them or just the name? Uh, pretty much just the name. <laughs> <laughs> you told me it had meat, chips and cheese and sauce. And I was like, oh, sold. No good. No, no they're good. awful. Would not recommend. It's probably one of those things that people eat it because it's disgusting. You know, people go into food contests and stuff to eat gross things because they're gross. But it happens. It, I'm, I'm telling you, it happens. In America when? and stuff. Well, yeah. They have, like, food competitions. You like eat, like, 37 hot dogs and stuff. A hot dog, right? A regular food. What are you talking about? This weird food that they yeah, have. There are plenty of food contests no, out there. For weird things. Yeah. Why would you, you eat can... weird stuff? People, like, eat hot chili and stuff, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, yes, we're not going to recommend halal snack packs. Although, I still would like to see Pauline Hansen and Sam Dastyar eating one together. That'd be cool. She but, doesn't want to eat it because it's called halal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing ethnic about it. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's just racist. Let's not get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Something we will recommend is Arrival. It's a new film by, I think it's... He's French. I don't know if he's French. He's <laughs> it's Denis Villeneuve. Mm. We haven't got internet right now, so I can't look it up. <laughs> he's the director of the Sicario in Prisoners, Sine's favorite film. Mm-hmm. Sine did not like that film, mm-hmm. but she loved this one. It stars Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. and Forrest Whitaker, my boy. You can't say my boy after someone who you like. They don't just become your boy. If they're a girl, they become a girl. So that's correct. Okay. <laughs> no, they're all awesome actors, and they are in this very, very awesome film. Mm. Tell us about it, Lenny. So it's in like a sort of a near future, I suppose. It's it's a place where aliens exist. Let's say that. So a bunch of alien ships arrive on Earth. Um, there's twelve of them around the planet, and Amy Adams is um, a university professor who specialises in romantic languages and translation? linguist. That's what I just said. Well, why couldn't you just say linguist? Oh, a bit, bit of colour for the audience. <laughs> okay. Please, continue providing the colour. Um, Amy Adams is drafted by the army to come in to try and help uh, learn these languages of the aliens who are in the ships. So no, no one else can do it in the world. To communicate with them. They need to find out what the aliens are after, really. And Jeremy Ren is the other person brought on board to this team as the science kind of mathematician aspect. Yeah. So I think we're going to get pretty heavily into spoilers because we loved it and also some of the stuff we love we can't really talk about. So if you don't want to hear about the spoilers, stop listening. We'll give you a minute. Go out. It's still showing in cinemas. You go buy a ticket. We'll wait. You come back. Play the rest of the podcast. If you're listening in the future... Run down, grab the DVD from your local JB, that kind of thing. Come back. We'll give you a minute. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. How great was the movie? Isn't Wonderful, it? It was isn't a great it? movie. Is your mind blown? Yeah, my mind was blown. Stayed with me for ages. Oh, and that bit. Oh, we can say it now. <laughs> yeah. They've seen the movie. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? Like, I just want to gush about it. So, one of the things that I loved was the flashbacks that weren't flashbacks. Yeah. So we're all programmed from the beginning of our film watching careers as little youngsters that 
um, certain scenes of flashbacks and certain scenes of the plot, right? However, in this film, we're presented with a bunch of scenes which we just take for granted are flashbacks, right? Even though there's actually no evidence that they're flashbacks. No, but why do we all think that it was? Because that's just how we, we're programmed. But that's so cool for the filmmakers to recognise that and then be like, aha, I can do something with this and mm-hmm. make them all flash forwards. Yeah. They're all flash forwards, guys. That stuff is happening in the future. Slash, for the aliens, it's happening at the same time. Yeah, so I was confused about that because they said the whole thing about time's non-linear. So mm. does that mean she's living this life and the other life sort of at the same time? Well, that's how the aliens experience life, yeah. Mm. And because she has tapped into their language, that's how she can yeah, experience because they parts. said the more you learn about the language, right, the more you become like, mm. think like that or something. Mm. I was reading online, you know the bit where uh, Jeremy Renner's like they can't understand equations, but they can understand calculus. Yeah, that's like that as well. So they can't do the simple sort of math, math, maths. <laughs> they can't do simple um, equations sort of maths, but they can do the more advanced stuff. Yeah, because that's how they experience life and time and stuff. Oh, because they're more advanced. I see. And so, in the future, they're going to need our help, and it's probably going to have to do something to do with that. Is the implication? Yeah. Another thing I read on Reddit. <laughs> you can read it yourself if you wanted to. But um, there's a scene where Jeremy Renner quotes from one of Amy out of they have character names, but we'll just go with <laughs> the actors. She quotes from her um, paper she's written saying that in conflict, the first, in combat, the first weapon drawn is language. The first weapon drawn is language. Remember how they thought it was weapon, but weapon was actually language? Mind blown. And they literally draw the language. They draw. I just like, ah, <laughs> that was so cool. And lots of discussion online about how for these alien creatures, language is performative. So they don't actually have to do it, but they're performing it. So when they're talking to the humans, yeah. so all their language sort of takes place inside their heads and whatever, ah. you know. Yeah. So there was the cool thing, though, that like there was no difference between the speech and the written language of them. So mm. that was like the one thing. That's how. Yeah, yeah. So they were like saying it as they were writing it almost. Mm. It was so, so cool. So the bit at the end when she gets the Chinese general's number. Yeah. But she didn't know that's what she needed. He said, I don't know how your mind works, but I know you needed to see this. Because for him, it happened in the past. Right. But she was remembering the future that she could then see because she could see the future. Yeah. But she could only see that future because... Why? Because because she had learnt more of the language, she was tapping into that way of experiencing time. Yeah, but why didn't she know that she needed the number? She did know. In in the flash forward. Because in in that that flash in the flash forward scene, that's happening at the same time as the other scene is happening. Right. Okay. Yeah, I thought that at first too. Like, wouldn't she have already experienced know what this is going to yeah. be? Yeah. But I think in the future. That is happening at the same time as it was in the past oh. slash the present. You know what I love the most about this movie is that it was a sci-fi movie, but there weren't any big explosions. It wasn't an action movie. Mm-hmm. It was a drama. Yeah. And there weren't like huge jump, you know, terrifying bits. It was just really clever and really interesting. And a different way of doing things, like with the flash forwards and little sprinkles of, um, 
I don't know, like hints to the future and the the end of the film we got from the beginning. I I want to watch this again and again and again and again and again a million times to just like pick up all the little things that were there. This was so clever. It was so sophisticated, don't you think? It was just smooth and beautiful and just, oh, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I would agree with you. It was amazing. I'm half tempted to go watch it again in the cinema, Archie. Yeah, I really <laughs> am, actually. It was um, great. I think the most amazing part about it wasn't, you know, the, the sci-fi bits of it. It was the, the question that lingers with you is what would you have done? Like if you could see the future yeah. and you knew your daughter was going to die, you still have to have her, don't you? That was the thing, right, where she said, your dad said I made the wrong choice in having mm-hmm. the daughter because you knew she was going to die. But then I don't know that Amy Adams could have done anything differently because if she had changed it, wouldn't the future then change based on her plans? Like is she, that's the other question, isn't it? Are you acting out a pre-designed life with no um, free will, like just doing the things that have already been destined for you or do you have some control in your future? Like if she had chosen not to have the child, like, could she have done that? Could she have chosen not to? That's the question, isn't it? Would two parallel universes live on? Would she have happened to get pregnant and then that child would have died? Would, like, something else have happened? I just think it's so cool. That's the thing about time travel and stories. Um, and you really need to read Harry Potter, The Cursed Child, so we can talk about this. I know, I know. Um, but in Harry Potter, for example, in the third book, there was no different universe that was created because everything that happened in the future in the past all happened at once yeah yeah so harry had always gone back in the past they'd always saved buckbeak yeah exactly yeah Yeah. exactly right and so in that case they didn't have any choice to go back in time did they no but i find in a lot of movies about time travel even doctor who is the worst at this they set up rules and then break them immediately or be like, oh, yeah, that was an exception because of this weird thing. But this movie, it's not a time travel movie. It just used that concept in such a, like, new and clever way, but in a way that sort of made sense. Mm-hmm. They weren't just, like, throwing out just because reasons at you. They backed up all of their things and were like, okay, this is setting up this. And I don't know, it was just really well thought out, lots of attention to detail, Every there was no, um, it wasn't let down by any element. Even Jeremy Renner, he was fine. He was fine. Like he wasn't given a lot to do, was he? <laughs> Back to time travel for a second, Snake. Mm. You heard about the grandfather paradox? No. It's essentially to my. I haven't read it read it for a while, but I think this is what it means. Say you go back in time and kill your grandfather. How could you have done that? Ah. Because you wouldn't have been born. But then how could you have gone back in time? You killed yourself, but then you couldn't have done that, right? Crazy. I just think time travel shouldn't, we shouldn't play with it, you know? If we get the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> same sort of, I think another one I've read is the same. So wait, same. what happens then? Exactly. Is that, I don't know. Do you, what, what's the answer to the riddle? It's a paradox, yeah. But what's the answer? Well, it can't exist. 
It's quite the paradox. Well, it can in, in two universes then. One universe you went back to kill your grandfather and one universe you didn't. Well, yeah, but say that doesn't happen, it can't happen, can it? I guess not. Mm. Same sort of thing. Say you go back in time to stop a big fire, right? Mm. Then the fire doesn't happen, so you wouldn't have gone back in time. To prevent it. Oh, God, this is just hurting my head. I don't understand. Sorry, we've, we've gone on track a bit, sorry. <laughs> Arrival, though, wow. What did you like about it? All the things you said. Did you know that the words she said to the Chinese general mm. supposedly were, well, actually, in the film, they were um, his, his wife's last words to her. Yeah, yeah. And they translate to something along the lines of, War doesn't make heroes, it makes widows. Ah. I had a question about that. How could she know the dying words of his wife if she wasn't there? I think because she, in the future, she did it. Oh, oh, that's right. In the future, he told her what those words were. Hmm. He whispered to her and told her. Right. Okay, I get it now. He's like, you'll need to know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I need to do this now. So he he couldn't have any choice, could he? No. See, he just acted it all out. Wow. That's super cool. It's a super clever movie. It really was. What do you think of Aliens? They were scary. Yeah. I liked that they they were kind of like octopus creatures. Heptapods. Well, yeah, but they had like tentacle sort of things and the way they squirted out ink Mm -hmm. was very like that. Sort of like squids with the top bit really big. Um, I got really sad when Abbott died. Like, really sad. Mm. And then I could tell, like, Costello was a bit, you know, didn't really want to help her, didn't really want to go to bat because he, <laughs> he, she, well, they all killed Abbott, you know. Mm. But wouldn't they have known that was going to happen? The aliens? Yeah. Yeah. So they would have Why had Why didn't they? So Abbott knew he was going to die. Well, potentially, yeah. But for those creatures, is dying even a thing because they're experiencing life all at once? Well, when she said, where is Abbott? Costello said he's in the process of dying. So I wonder if he's, like, actually alive in a different thing. Oh, oh. But if you if you don't experience time linearly, how can you have an end, you know? Very true. Same kind of thing in um, The Time Traveller's Wife. I haven't seen it. Okay, I won't spoil it for you then. Okay. But he travels through time, obviously. Does he have a wife? Yep. <laughs> Is it Rachel McAdams? Like, she's in every time yes. travel movie? She's amazing. Yeah, she's just been done that a few times, hasn't she? Uh, when? Time Traveler's Wife? Yep. About Time? Oh, yeah. Midnight yeah. in Paris? Oh, yeah. Doctor right. Strange? Okay, okay, I get it. Mean Girls? That's got nothing to do with time travel. Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> one and two? Question for you. The bird in the cage that they kept bringing up to the thing... Work that out, yeah. Okay, what was it? So that's like back in the olden days when they went down to the mines, they'd bring a canary with them. Why? Because if they, if something bad happens, like a gas gets emitted or something, or the air starts to thin, the canary dies first because it's so so much smaller. So it's a sign for the humans that they need to get out of there quickly. They bring the bird, knowing it's going to die. Not knowing, it's 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 a precaution. So. Did they bring it there in case that there was, like, gas or something? In case something happened, okay, right. the bear would have died first as a warning, and they'd be like, let's get out of here. That's really cool. Huh. 
The film was beautiful too, wasn't it? Oh. How cool were the um, the flash forward slash flashback sequences? They were beautiful. Beautiful shot, weren't they? I love the colors. Yeah, yeah. little girls, so cute. Yeah, amazing. it was amazing. Actually, I read on the in on Reddit again, <laughs> where I get my information, that in the original short story version, um, the daughter dies not of cancer but from a hiking accident. Oh, okay. And they changed that because. They thought it would be a bit confusing and invite the question of why would the mum and I'll the Adams take her on the hike. But I think in the in it kind of makes it even more more interesting and if it was that because then like does she really have any free will if she had if she knew she would have to take her on that hike one day? You know, would could she have she could have not done that, but then she couldn't have not done it as well if you believe in the Yeah don't have no free will thing. I I don't know, I like the cancer thing. Yeah, the cancer thing proves that she has no control over that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I can see. I can see why that was in the short story, though. It's just another, it's a, like another step forward, isn't it? Mm. I think. I like, can, but I can see why they changed it too. So I think I'd like to read the short story after mm. seeing this. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought was really clever was the way that they had the aliens. Like there was never a reveal of like their eyes or looking at them. They didn't even have eyes. Like it was just, and the way that the ink formed the language and they wrote the sentence like from the outsides in it was a really different way of like communicating that no other sci-fi movie has done right they just have someone talking who's an alien in a different language sort of thing but this whole thing where you like spin out ink that like forms symbols that you you know and the symbols have meaning not sounds it's just ah it's just so cool it's just such a like completely different take to anything we've ever seen. Like I've never seen a movie like this ever, and I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi movies. But this, it's not a sci-fi movie. It's about aliens. But the other thing that I really liked is that it was about the sort of government response or the world government's response to it. It wasn't like War of the Worlds, people fleeing for their lives, you know, getting rations, shooting each other, that kind of thing. It was kind of the other side that we hadn't seen as well. There wasn't disaster or doom and gloom. It was, it felt really realistic. Okay, like what would we do if these people came? And the fact that we don't have one world leader, all our governments would have to talk to each other and try to figure out what to do. Let's pray that no aliens come in the next four years. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) So what you're saying is it was a more sophisticated take on Independence Day 2. Similar, similar stories. Is it? Yes. Well, a whole bunch of ships appear in the sky. Yeah, but the aliens are definitely pinned in that movie to be bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I liked the bit too when she went back up and then she was on their side of the wall, like when it was all white and icy and whatever. That was super cool. It was like, ah, just everything was really cool. We can't recommend this one enough. No. If anyone's listened to this who hasn't paused when we said pause and go get the film, I'm going to be so mad at them because they've just ruined this whole experience for themselves. Like, oh, this is just so great. It's such a great movie. It's got, like, larger themes of, like, what it means to be a human, what it means to be a person in the world, what it means, like, do you have control of your destiny, all that stuff. It's just it's so clever. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Five out of five Sams. I agree. <laughs> Even six out of five Sams. 
if that's possible yeah definitely it's amazing 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 the one thing I will say is that I found the symbols very confusing because they looked very very similar and when they're like oh yeah this is a totally different symbol you know this because of the thing I was like oh yes yes of course we do I guess that's why Annie Adams is a linguist that reason and we're not yeah <laughs> but imagine being her though how do you even begin to start to understand another language that has no basis in like earth like if you don't know a european language for example you could like study other european languages and you understand like certain words have similar meanings and and the phrasing similar and things like that but in this movie like you've got nothing to base it on nothing at all you have no like how would you even begin to understand that i was just oh it's just it's such a cool concept it's executed really uniquely and differently to anything else before and really cleverly and technically brilliant and the acting's amazing and it looks beautiful and it has larger themes of human existence like this is everything you want in a film everything i don't know what more you want from a film please go see it and please don't eat halal snack packs i think that's Just what we've don't encourage them anymore <laughs> So, would not recommend Halal Snack Packs, would recommend Arrival. Is that what we're recapping on? I agree, Sine. Do you think in the future of the aliens they'd have Halal Snack Packs? Do you reckon they've outlawed them by then? Yeah, they're not around anymore. No. Anyway, Weedson is going to die off soon. Well, that's very true. Yeah. It only takes one or two, <laughs> and then you're gone. All right, thank you for listening. Please go see Arrival. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.